This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 102 of the Dressage Radio Show, brought to you with the generous support of Equisketch, Kentucky Performance Products, and Equestrian Collections. I'm Chris Stafford, and joining me to report on the Remacra FEI World Cup Finals, which took place in Leipzig, Germany, is my friend, German journalist Kim Krellig. Kim, welcome to the show. Yes, hello. Welcome to you, Chris. Yeah, nice to hear from you. I know you had a fantastic week last week in Germany, didn't you? In, well, it, how far is Leipzig from, from you, where the World Cup Finals took place? Yeah, it's about 500 miles, so it took us a while to get there because I took the German bahn which means I had to be late. That's always the same. I was very late, but I was there for the uh, World Cup final, so everything was okay. Uh, you got there safely, and uh, we're going yes. to talk about, obviously, the Grand Prix and the freestyle, and uh, and the winner, of course, being uh, the uh, Dutch rider Adeline Cornelissen with Parseval. And we're going to analyze all of that with Kim in just a moment. But uh, first of all, I want to remind you of one of our sponsors here on the Dressage Radio Show, Equisketch. They're a great new company dedicated to providing the best mobile apps for every rider. Each app has been designed to be used by riders of all ages and all levels of experience. With Equisketch Dressage, you can replace your dressage paper or dry erase boards and begin learning all your dressage tests on your iPhone or iPad. The Equisketch board allows you to study in a flashcard style by hiding the step instructions while visualizing your location in the arena. Every test can also be viewed in a written format and later shared with your dressage students or fellow riders. Equisketch Records allows you to manage all your horses and shows on the go. Track every medication, vet visit, dental exam, farrier work and more, complete with built-in reminders. Equisketch has some of the best-selling equestrian apps on the iTunes App Store, which have already been purchased in over 35 countries. They're available for the iPhone, iPad, and iPod Touch. So be sure to visit equisketch.com hrn for more information or search Equisketch in iTunes. Equisketch is dedicated to making your equestrian life mobile one app at a time. Well, I'm back with my friend Kim Kralling from Germany, who, and we're going to, first of all, take a, a, a general look at the competition, Kim, and who the judges were and, and what kind of crowds did you have? Did, um, no doubt being in Germany for the finals because you had so many different finals taking place at the same time, didn't you? I bet you had a good crowd. We had a fantastic crowd, but to be honest, the arena is very, very, very large. If you've ever been in Leipzig, it was even more than the last year. It was even more at the final, than at the final in 2002 when they had just the show jumping final. Now we had four finals and it was very crowded for Saturday and Sunday. But it, of course, it wasn't that easy to get the, uh, seats every sold out for for the days before so if you uh, think about the grand prix which was on thursday night we had about four to five thousand which is a lot but it seemed nearly half empty if you see the very grand stands around there so i wouldn't say it was a fantastic crowd on thursday but it surely was for the final on saturday and uh, tell us um, a little bit about the 
facilities there in in Leipzig then because, as I mentioned, you had several finals all at the same mm. time. You had dressage, jumping, vaulting, and driving. Yes. Um, did I miss anything? No, you didn't miss anything. And they could have done, I would say, two or three disciplines more. It's oh, my goodness. so huge. <laughs> they used so many arenas. There's so many space, you wouldn't think. It's unbelievable. But you should... One is for sure. Next time I'll take my roller skates or something like this. <laughs> because we were really walking, 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 running, running. If you want to catch a rider, you really had to be very fast because they had uh, three warming up arenas and they were all about, let's say, five, seven, eight minutes by, by walking. So it really were huge distances and we all said this is a little bit like Kentucky last year <laughs> but okay it's now indoor indoor Kentucky yes oh that's extraordinary now who owns the facility then that that, that it was was it in this town center it's Kim? an ex exhibition center okay a very large exhibition center and they are doing the the Leipzig show for several years there now and it's growing and growing and growing and and the Leipzig uh public is really fantastic they start at seven in the morning and they wouldn't leave till one o'clock at night wow so they are enthusiastic that's yes. what they are. dedicated enthusiastic so tell us about the dressage competition how many riders did you have and 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 uh, tell us who the grand jury was so, as you know, maybe, we had for the first time seven judges sitting around, and that was really funny. I've never seen a competition where two judges sitting on the side with A. So, they yeah. saw nearly everything from behind. So And, and uh, the two said, okay, it really was something special. But in the end, if you look at the marks, they weren't that different. So... To be honest, if you ask me whether there are five or seven or ten judges, in the end, it seems it's as if there's not a big difference. So that was, for for first thing, very special to see the judges sitting and behind everything. It was quite funny. And uh, yes, we had 17 riders in the Grand Prix, but uh, there was no way. Adelinda Cornelison was far ahead of everything. And, and maybe you have heard it, Natalie Zuzan Wittgenstein, the princess from Denmark, was second. And that was really something we didn't really think of before. And she didn't think of at all. But she had so nicely ridden, so fantastically ridden, perfect shown, nearly no faults. So that re this really was amazing. It was an amazing thing to see. It was extraordinary. Yeah, I just want to talk about the, the judges before we discuss yes. the competition in detail, yes. Kim, because, as you said, this is a new formula to have seven judges. Yes. Um, tell, us how, uh, to tell our audience exactly how that came about, Kim, because I know you follow the FEI rules and why they've changed these rules. Okay, as you know, they always say, uh, talk about transpiration and to make the dressage sport more transparency, more for the public. And uh, that was a very long, long discussion in the task force. And now they decided, no, not now, they last year decided after the tests in Aachen and uh, Rotterdam, okay, we'll try it with seven judges to be 
more transparent. And what they, of course, wanted is that not one judge can really change uh, ranking or whatever. So if you have seven instead out of five, they say uh, the marks of one judge are not that if I say not that important, that's not right. But you know what I mean? Influential. Not, not the influence is a yes. little less. Yes. yes. And that's what they wanted. They didn't want... Of course, we don't have judges uh, judging for nationalities. I know that. But in case we would think about that, um, it would have uh, less influence. And that was the two main reasons. Yeah. So you think even though there wasn't much discrepancy or difference between... No. The no. positions, I mean, that in itself is a good thing, at least, you know, no matter where of they course. were sitting around the arena, um, they, yeah. were, they were all singing the same tune. Yes, yes, yes. So that was quite good. We had one, one mark that really was a little, we, are, we were really astonished about that. That was in the freestyle, so maybe we can talk about that later. Okay. That okay. was a German judge, and we really were... A little astonished. Okay, yes, we will talk about that a little bit later, Kim. And, I and maybe we can stick with the judges. We had a judge C, uh, so main judge in the Grand Prix, that was mm -hmm. Ghislaine Fouarge. And this one has a very special rule uh, since uh, the beginning of this year. He is something like the over judge at all. Maybe you have heard that. We have a supervisory channel. Yes. And this, we have this supervisory panel we had in Leipzig. And they changed four marks in all the Grand Prix. So if you think about how many marks we had, I wouldn't know exactly, but 17 and two. So a few hundred. They yes. changed four. So we, again, may discuss whether this, there's a sense or not. Some judges in Leipzig told me it would be better to have that panel in in shows where are more judges who are not that experienced. But, of course, at World Cup final in Leipzig, we had judges who really, really have a lot of experience. And so they don't make that many mistakes. Of course, I wouldn't say they could give a five or a six, so we don't talk about that. We talk about a four or an eight or something like that. So they changed four marks in the Grand Prix, this uh, supervisory panel, and I don't really think this is worth talking about so okay. and one of the judges told me this is not even about the third uh, place after the comma you know what i mean yes is this is about the sixth or seventh or eighth so we can talk about that whether this is so okay. so sensible. well we should tell our listeners that where these judges came from of course Grand Br great britain germany usa the netherlands italy poland and denmark so yes all different countries. There wasn't uh, any two from the same country. So, that, but I think that's a great, that's a good thing, great thing to be. Yes, of yeah. course, of yeah. course. Yeah, and yeah. we had Gislaine Fourage, who was the judge's C and who was the chief judge from the Netherlands, and he is very, very ex good accepted from his international colleagues. So I think it's a good idea to say this is something like our boss because he really has something to say and has a great acceptance. Yeah. Well, of course, it was all about dressage to music at the end of the day, and I understand there was some decoration yeah. around the boards to commemorate um, J.S. Bach's 27 years in Leipzig um, with the musical notes on the kicking boards? Yes. 
Yes, it was very nicely done. And yeah. it, it was an idea from Frank Rotenberger, who usually we all know for course designer for the show jumping. Yes. But he's also building the fences for Olympic Games. He has done it. And he, of course, has done it for the show show jumping final in Leipzig and he did the boards around the uh, dressage arena and he was thinking about Bach and Leipzig and thought about those uh, notes on the boards and then of course for the World Cup final for the freestyle it was a double meaning it was very nice yeah that's a great idea great idea yeah very but to be honest not too many people saw it so maybe we can do this idea a little better so you can recognize it a little easier yeah i didn't see it see it until he told me oh. Don't you see those notes? <laughs> no, yes, 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 of course true. <laughs> but it was a very nice idea yeah very nice idea to uh, added a, a, a different note well we're going yes. to talk about the grand prix of course you kicked off with the grand prix earlier in the week but before we get to that kim i want to remind our listeners about our sponsors here kentucky performance products because when horsemen were asked what they were looking for in a nutritional supplement the answer was easy one that's affordable, effective, and scientifically proven. Kentucky Performance Products heard that message and developed supplements that meet those needs. All of their supplements, from Nalox, Equine Antacid, to Summer Games, Electrolytes, and Joint Armor, are all formulated based on sound research. The important thing is that you can count on them to deliver results, and they're affordable. So to choose the right KPP supplement for your horse, visit kppusa.com or call one 800 772 1988. And to learn more about horse nutrition and interact with the KPP experts, be sure to visit their Facebook fan page. Well, Kim Kroening is with me from Germany, who uh, obviously your allegiance and your loyalty was with the German riders. Um, but so, but let's take a look at the, the Grand Prix and how that unfolded, Kim. That, that took place mm-hmm. earlier on in the week. And of course, um, the defending champion was from the Netherlands, of course, with Edward Gall. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, your Isabel Werth, you know, she is always there at the reckoning. So uh, tell us how that unfolded. Okay, in the Grand Prix, of course, Edward Gall had a very tough job. He sat in the saddle of Sister de Jeu, who is 12 years old, but we know her. She's really, really can be very spooky. And she was surely in the Grand Prix. He was, She was very tense and I think Edward did a fantastic job because I'm very sure if I had sitten on her, I wouldn't have been able to, to say right or left. So he did a fantastic board job, but she was so tense, it couldn't have been more than 70%. And so he was just eight in the Grand Prix. And you mentioned Isabel Wehrt. You know, mm-hmm. Isabel Wehrt decided to take Suchmo. Suchmo, yes. we all know, is 17 years old. And we all thought a little bit in our, uh, we had in our mind, this might be his last show. Maybe if he had done a fantastic, fantastic job and would have been second or third, uh, I think she would have said, okay, this wasn't fantastic and from, from a fantastic career and now he'll be off. But um, he did a good job. I think he really did a good job, but he had some faults as well as in the Grand Prix, as in the freestyle. And so they ended up fourth in the Grand Prix, and they ended up fifth in the freestyle. Uh, And he was quite a bit naughty, really, at the freestyle. (laughs) He was very, 
he was a little funny, so he wasn't looking at the then seven years, seventeen years. He was really looking at seven, and I think that's a fantastic compliment to Isabel Wert to have sure. a seventeen-year-old horse, having had double champion two or six, and he really looked like let's say ten, twelve. Uh, but of course, they had some faults, so they weren't that. From the German point of view, we had a really, really great uh, experience to see Damon Hill, the the stallion we all knew from Ingrid Klimke, who had taken over by Helen Lange Hamberg, and they did a fantastic job. And I'm very, very sure this is an upcoming pair for the next season. He is fantastic. He's elegant. He is. He can do everything, the stallion, and they are just together for half a year, no, a little more than half a year, and it was impressive. And he finished fifth in the Grand Prix. Fifth in the Grand Prix, that's it, yes. And so Germans in the the top ten, of course, but uh, let's let's talk about um, your top-placed German rider, Ulla Salzgeber. Ulla Salzgeber, she is back, as we all said here in Germany. Of course, we know Herzrus Erbe, and she was nearly in the German team, uh, team for, 209 for Windsor. Yes. But then he injured uh, himself at the KIO Aachen very badly. So Herzrus Erbe was out of the sport for about seven, eight months. And she, Ulla, really did a good job, in my opinion, because she she started very slowly with him. One show, long break, one show again. He does a lot of aqua trainer. That helps Mm -hmm. a lot. Mm -hmm. And he is very, uh, has good muscles now again. And I think he's in a fantastic, in a really fantastic shape. But he is not yet used to a, a crowd like that. So in the Grand Prix, they really did a good job, 76%. That's not bad, I would say. Mm-hmm. But this is his first indoor season, had been his first indoor season. And when he came in the arena in the freestyle and saw 8,000 people, <laughs> he really uh, said, Ooh, what's that? And didn't, didn't really relax. So you saw it in the freestyle. It wasn't that nice, uh, but the Grand Prix was fantastic. And I think even with the freestyle, with a very shy horse, they did a fantastic job. So I would say they are really back to the top, those two. How old is that horse now then? Uh, Herzog's heir is 12 years old now. He's 12. Okay, so 12, he's coming to his best. But with a long break, so I would say he's about like another 9 or 10 year old. Yes, yes. Yeah. So he's really coming to his best then, you know. Um, and, and yes, gra- I hope so. Yeah. And yes. great for Ulla right. too. Yeah. Yes, of course. You know, she has that other horse, Vakana, and so he, she can really take it slowly with him, and that's what she does. And it looks as if it's the exact right way for the both of them. Well, you mentioned at the start of the show, Kim, that um, Natalie Suzanne Wittgenstein, the uh, Danish princess, were on, mm-hmm. on her old favorite Digby, mm-hmm. did not expect the result that she got when she came in. And she finished second um, in, the, in the Grand Prix. What impressed you about her performance at that stage of the competition? That I can tell you that exactly. Because we all know, you always look dressage and think, it's a little too 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 narrow in the with the neck, you know, or 
this is a little too strong there, a little too too much here, a little too slow there. And she really showed us a presentation nearly too perfect. Nearly too perfect. You didn't wow. see any any strong things. It, it was like harmony from the beginning until the end. That's what really, really impressed me. We all know Digby. I would say between us, <laughs> it is a normal horse. He's not in a trot. You wouldn't say, wow, or yeah, or something like that, like you do when you see Totilas or Parsival or whatever. He is a normal horse, but he is so perfectly ridden, so perfectly trained with such a great harmony that really is impressing. That's and wonderful. Natalie herself told us, if anybody would have to- told me a few years before that my little Dicky, my little trotting mouse, as she said, <laughs> will have 76% in a Grand Prix, she would have said, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. in my dreams, huh? Yeah. And <laughs> I, I, I asked her, what have you done? He is even better than last year, and he is now 15 years old. That's not yeah. the time when a horse is going to be better and better, but he really is better than last year. And she said, I didn't do anything different than before. I just trained and trained and had took my time and all of a sudden he started to trot so this was fantastic for me because we all know he's self-bred that's something very special mm. well fantastic for her fantastic result um, and we're going to talk about Adeline of course who won there the only rider in the 80s in the Grand Prix but yes. I'd like to just take a look at the other Dutch riders too. Kim in there, of course, yes. uh, Sister de Jeu with Edward Gall and uh, Exquis Nadine with Hans Peter Minderhund. How did they look to you at that stage? That is really hard for me to say. So, as I told about Sister de Jeu, I think Edward did a fantastic job. I couldn't have ridden this horse from here to there. So, he did a good job, but she was tensed. She was looking around and. Okay, so he couldn't do better. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hans-Peter Minderhardt and excuse Nadine, you can see that he really has to write her. You know, maybe I can tell it that way. That's what m- impressed me so much with Natalie, this, the easiness, the harmony. That's something a little bit missing with excuse Nadine. Okay, she is 16 years old. Maybe she was a little tensed, and, but it's not the easiness. We love in the dressage sport. It, it, you you see that he really has to ride her, that he really has to help her here and there. And it looks a little bit less harmony than we would like it. That's mm-hmm. my opinion. Of course, we have Jerez Parsival, who, who is a fantastic horse. We, we don't have to talk about that. He really, if he is starting the, the trotting Piaf Passage, it is marvelous. In my opinion, to be very, very German now? No, I don't hope so. But very <laughs> dressage fan, let's say it that way. I remember Adelinde riding in Windsor, 209, and I thought, wow, that's great. That's absolutely great. And I think they have changed a little bit their way of riding. Adeline likes to lean a little backward. We have seen it quite a lot of time. And then it looks as if she has to hold him a little bit with her arms. Oh. Of course, you don't have it all the time, not all the show. But 
there are always some sequences where you would think, okay, the nose has to be a little bit more forward, extremely in the trotting thing. But of course, the gallop to her is fantastic. fantastic. Yes. Yes, sure. such power in her. Wow, that's I mean, really amazing. those changings. Uh, whew, that's, they, yeah. they, I think the galop to is just great. But in the trot, I would prefer her not to lean back that much and not to hold him that narrow. So yeah. a little more easiness would have been even better. Of course, she has, she had to win. There's no doubt about that one. And she certainly did with an 80.957 and uh, yeah. Digby on 76.884 and then Hesrus Eber with 76.216 followed by Sachmo 74.818. So that was the top four. And uh, we should mention the two American entries there, um, Catherine Haddad-Stahler with uh, Winnie Morrow and, and yeah. uh, Jan Ebling with Ralph Falka. They were in the 60s and, you know, in the 60s at the World Cup is never going to be good enough. But, you know, there were very few. And you were only talking about 17 riders and from, you know, 80.9 with with uh, parts of all down to, you know, the last horse um, was Finland's uh, Skoflund's Masquapo. And I hope I've pronounced that correctly for Michaela Lind with 62 there's a huge difference there uh, put put that in perspective for us would you for the American to the two American uh, riders in the Grand Prix Kim to be very honest we had three American riders oh I'm so sorry I, I, I've forgotten Shauna Harding <laughs> Shauna I'm sorry Shauna's been on the show I'm lucky you forgot it I, <laughs> I know I see yes just as well I forgot it of course with come on the third Shauna I apologize if you're listening with 64 um Finished in fifteenth, of course, in the in the Grand Prix. So let's talk about those American riders in context of the quality of the class, Kim. I think there is uh, Rafalka with Jan Ebeling is had really done a good job. A very nice horse, and the both of them, and I would say nearly the same with Catherine Adat and uh, Vinyamaro. They did, did a really good job. They were riding very fine. They were riding very accurate. So. I really, really like them, but to be at the very top at, uh, like Adelinde Cornelissen or uh, Digby, Digby on another way, mm-hmm. uh, they had to have more highlights, more yes. points where you really can say, this is not a six, this is not a seven, no, it's a nine, because you need a nine or eight or a ten maybe to get in this uh, high up rankings, and that's what's just missing. But they did a really good job, and they showed us very nicely uh, ridden horses. And I think that's really very nice. And now I have to be very, very honest. I haven't seen Shauna Harding in the Grand Prix, so I couldn't okay. say too much about her okay. All uh, right. in that one. But All right. they did a really good job. We had also pairs where where you could have said... Is it really good to have her or, or him there? But on the other hand, we have to see the arena, this huge arena, and the long, long way from the stables to the warming up and from the warming up to the arena again. It was very exciting for the horses, and very many horses really couldn't relax. And that wasn't the fault of the horses or of the rider. It was just, it was an impressive scene. So yes. I can understand those horses and... Some of the riders didn't have any chance to do better. So 
I think that's why we have those big, big uh, differences from 80 to 62 percent. Yes. It's, um... For instance, let's just talk about one um, uh, example. Damon Hill, the, the stallion I talked before, mm -hmm. he had to leave the warming up arena because in the same exhibition hall was a show jumping class and they had their um, prize giving ceremony very, very loud. So Damon Hill really got crazy. They had to go out. They had to walk 10 minutes in the stable area. They came back, had another five minutes to prepare for the Grand Prix. And then he left the warming up arena into the uh, main arena and met two, no, four little shetty ponies. Oh, <laughs> a stallion, you know. Oh, <laughs> that my. didn't really relax him. No, and I so can they really reached quite excited uh, the the main arena, and that's something you can't. Uh, you can't blame anybody for. No, you so. certainly can't. Not horse or rider. Um, well, I should so, go ahead. Yeah, it, it, that's something they all had to to fight with. It it was not easy to ride there. And if you have a horse like, let's say, Sister de Jeu from Edward Gall, she was really out of her mind. And then the prize giving, that's something I really don't understand. They had the prize giving after the Grand Prix Thursday night, and it was loud, of yeah, course. I yeah. talked to some of the people, of the organizers, and they said, we have to do it that way because we want to have enthusiastic crowd and so on and so on. Yeah. Okay, but it was really loud oh. and they had lights and everything and they knew the horses had to come back. It wasn't her last giving uh, 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 prize giving. They had to come back for the freestyle two days later and they surely won't forget. No. So why, why is it not allowed to put something over their ears or something to make it a little easier for them? Well, that sounds like a very big atmosphere. It also sounds like yeah. Las Vegas lights and music and yeah. as well. Yeah. I do want to mention that when we're talking about our American entries there, that Rafalka did finish 10th with Jan Ebeling on 68.191, Winimaro with Catherine Hadachdala on 67.34, and Shauna Harding with Come on the Third with 64.696. We, we haven't mentioned yet the seventh place there on the Grand Prix. That was Watermill Scandic HBC with Pat Patrick Kittle from Sweden on 70.4. He was uh, feeling very positive and, and confident going into these finals with the way this horse has been going this season. Kim, did you see him? Yes, of course I saw him. And I talked with Patrick and he said, who one day before the first uh, competition started, he, sa he said to me, oh, I've seen all the other horses. Wow, they are really in good shape. So <laughs> he was really impressed. But... Uh, I think he did a good job. He really showed Scannick in a good way. He was a little tensed in the Grand Prix, but the freestyle, I know we want to talk about it later, but as you mention him now, in the freestyle, in my, op my opinion, he could have been a few percent higher because this was really a fantastic freestyle. He had always the rhythm, always. You couldn't see any anything he had to do. The horse seems to just enjoy being in there. We know about the problem with his mouth, but it was okay in the freestyle, and he had a fantastic silhouette. So for me, the freestyle from Patrick was really great, really oh. great. And I didn't really understand why they didn't have a few more percent for him. 
Okay, well, that's interesting. We'll put that in context of the rest of the freestyle in just a moment. But before we do, I want to remind you of our sponsors here on the Dressage Radio Show, Equestrian Collections. You know, many riders that started their riding in other disciplines eventually migrate towards dressage as they mature as riders. But physically, emotionally and intellectually, dressage becomes more attractive and at every stage in their life, riders are looking to wear appropriate apparel that has often been designed specifically for the sport. Style and functionality are important, as is a certain level of attention to detail and quality. For this reason, there is no better choice than to shop at Equestrian Collections. Their selection is unmatched with the best names in riding attire. For all your riding and stable choices, be sure to visit equestriancollections.com. Well, I have Kim Crowling with me, my friend and German journalist, and nobody better to discuss the World Cup finals and analyse the curve, which obviously is always exciting, the climax to the show, Kim. I'm sure there was a packed house in the stadium there in Leipzig for the freestyle. Yes, it was absolutely correct. And the enthusiastic crowd, for some horses, I think it was really hard to get even in there and some really couldn't relax at all so it was very hard and if you had an experienced horse you really had a, a positive thing then on that night saturday night it was a, a night show it was at the night and the people were really fantastic but of course it was difficult for the riders and the horses well very difficult but you know the girls came out on top for a change one, two, three went to girls. So, you know, that was exciting for us girls because, you know, we're so used to Edward Gall and, you know, Hans-Peter Minderhood, you know, the, the men up there. It was, an, it was a very fair competition in that respect. Um, of course, Adeline won. Uh, those of you who follow the sport will know that she won with 84.804. And in second place, uh, was also second, of course, in the Grand Prix, was Digby. And in third place, uh, Herzrufs. Air, but with 78.82, and then Sister de Jure with 77.393, and then Satchmo with 77.14, and we can go on. The full results, of course, will be on our website, so you can check those on our show notes at any time. We'll put you a link there to the complete analysis of all the results from the World Cup finals. Well, Kim, where do you begin with that uh, freestyle what do you mean by where do I begin? Where do you begin? Where, uh, well, do you want to start at the top of the, the, the first performances? Oh, I see. Okay, of course I want to start at the top. And okay. Adelinda, of course, <laughs> had a fantastic freestyle. And we had a few hours before the final started in the evening. We had a journalist seminar with Katrina Wüst, who is a German judge and who was judge's at the freestyle mm -hmm. and he told us a little bit about judging a freestyle and how important it is that the music fits to the thing the horse does to the movements and not only here's some music and here I, I write a little bit and if you want to see that really fantastically in harmony the music, the horse, the movement and the rider so it was fantastic with Adelinda and uh, Parsifal so I think, for, in my opinion, 91, he, she got um, in the B note of uh, Judge Ed K. That's fantastic. But it was fantastic. What else can you do? So mm. let's, let's take the 91. Sure. Why not? And that was one of the problems we had with Isabel Wehr, for instance. She had a mistake in the gallop. 
because uh, Sachmo hit the boards with one of his hind legs and oops, made a big oh, uh, yeah. mistake after that and was really excited. And of course, Isabel, it took her quite a long time to get back to her music and again and that cost her a lot a lot a lot of points yes and that's of course a problem some of the riders had because the people the the horses were so excited and as you know if, if there's a lot of excitement you're sometimes faster than than at home in, in the training with the music and so it didn't fit too well in some freestyles and that's a problem we really had with all 15 horses in the freestyle not all but a lot of horses in the freestyle they were so excited that we had quite a lot of mistakes i wouldn't say we had one single not even one single freestyle without a mistake not even adelinde had it without a mistake she had a mistake in the flying changes and nearly every horse because they really were excited. And that's very, very, very difficult if you want to follow your music, but you have to be concentrated on the movement and the horse as well. So that was a difficult thing. Very difficult for them to have, you know, a big atmosphere like that. I just want to... Uh, just to go back to the judges, and then we'll talk more about the performances, Kim. The panel of judges, of course, at sea with uh, Kay Wurst, as you said, from Germany. Uh, I'm sure our listeners are curious as to, with so many now, you have seven judges around the arena. Who decides who is positioned where around the arena? I have no idea. Ah, oh, okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. I think we... we, we we will ask. We will ask that question. I wonder if any of our listeners yeah. know that. Yeah. Let's let's put that out there. Does anyone know who how who decides which uh, position the judges are going to be placed at in dressage competitions? You know, is that the the uh, the head of the ground jury, or do they discuss it between themselves? Or uh, well, no, no, I'm sure oh. they are not doing that because Gislain Foix, for an example. He was judge at sea, as you remember, in the Grand Prix, and he told us he is not at all looking forward to the freestyle because then he will be one of those two sitting at the side at A and seeing Uh. everything from behind. Uh And he said, oh, I don't want to do it. I'm not looking forward to that. But, of course, he had to. Yes. All right. Well, if anyone out there knows exactly who decides um, and is it decided before the competition? Obviously, before the competition, but how far before the competition? And if anyone has any information, send me an email, chris at horseradionetwork.com, because both Kim and I would like to know who makes that decision. Yes, for sure. <laughs> all right, Kim. Well, let's talk about these other performances then. As you said, they all made some mistakes, but uh, I, we have one rider we haven't mentioned. Richard Davidson was the only British representative there with Artemis. He finished on the 73.143 in 10th place. What did you think of that? I don't know. Sorry. That's one of those I couldn't see. I saw him in the training, but that's exactly the thing I told you in the beginning. If you really wanted to talk to the riders and you Ah, wanted to see him, it was running, running, running. And then in the end, but it took us about three days that we were able to stay in the warm-up warm arena to look the riders in the uh, television yes. and then could talk to them. Yes, yes. But yeah. you couldn't do everything. You couldn't do so everything. and that, that, you, couldn't yeah. do, you just... Because you didn't take your roller skates, Kim. 
Next year. Next year. <laughs> Next year, you can be sure. I saw those kids, you know, they had the shoes with some rolls uh, oh, under yes. the, the yes. shoes. I, yeah. And they were... Running around, I said, okay, next year, I have one of those. So, no, but I'm sorry, I didn't see Artem, okay. I just uh, saw him at the warming up, and he looked good to me, but not, you wouldn't say, wow, look at that. Okay. You know? Okay. Well, but I have no idea uh, about his freestyle. Big atmosphere for him, for all of them, of course. Um, sure. Well, l let's talk about Digby then, because I'm sure you saw Digby yeah. um, an 80.036 to finish in second place again. I mean, to top that, you know, to get an 80 for him, Natalie yeah. must be just in heaven now. She was. She was. To be honest, I know Natalie for very many years, and she always knows something to say. But in the press conference, she sat there and was thinking and didn't say anything for a few moments. <laughs> <laughs> and then she said, I'm just speechless. I, I love this horse. And she couldn't believe it. And uh -huh. I'm quite sure she can't believe it today. So uh -huh. take her a few weeks. She was overwhelmed and it was fantastic it was fantastic it was right her second place it was really right and oh, she also had a few mistakes not a few but one quite one in when uh, digby started galloping in the in the trot but for, for a very short break so it was fantastic it fitted to the music and it was this excellent riding she showed us as in the Grand Prix, and the horse was so in harmony with her, it was nice. It was just nice. What was the music, Kim? Uh, oh, how would you say? West Side Story. Oh, yes. Oh, yes, of course. Her West Side We know Story. it. She yeah, yeah, yeah. for yeah, quite yeah. a long time, and yeah. it was the West Side Story. Yeah, the same as... And, yeah. and uh, Parsifal's yeah. was the same as... Yes. In okay. And exactly. then And then how about Herzer's Erba? What, uh, what was that like, and what was the music for that horse? Herzwurf's Erbe, just let me think, that's uh, um, Les Miserables. Ah, you know okay. that musical? Yes, of course. Les Miserables. Yes. Yeah. That's the yes. music. She, Ulla is always very happy with that music. She loves it. And I think it fits very well to the horse and it fits very well to her freestyle. And for the final, he cha she changed the freestyle a little bit, a very little bit, and had a Piaf period at the end. That fitted perfect, but as I said, in the freestyle, uh, Herzog's Erbe really was uh, a little shy, let's say it that way. He didn't feel very well, he didn't relax at all, and Ulla said he, he had, she had to help him through the whole test, and that's what you saw, of course, and that's why he didn't show himself as, as he could have done. But in the end, she's the best German, even with that thing. I think that's fantastic. 78, that's okay. Yeah, 78.821. And yeah. then, of course, in fourth place, uh, Sister de Jeu with Edward Gall, 77.393 for them. And she was much better than in the Grand Prix. I have no idea how Edward could have done that because in the Grand Prix, we had uh, less audience, we had less uh, excitement, but she really was relaxed uh, and it was a nice test. So that was okay. He was in fourth now. Yeah, and we've talked about Sachmo and Watermill Stan, Stan Skandik and Damon Hill, after all the excitement um, 
in the warm-up arena before. He finished his seventh with 74.946. And, and was he able to settle for the test? Or did he? Okay, but the excitement was before the Grand Prix. Was yes. not before the yeah. freestyle. I got so that. Yep. He, so he was, was he settled in the warm up for that and his yes, preparation? Yes, good. it was okay, but of course he wasn't that good as if he had would have had a nice preparation and smoothly done. And I think Helen did an excellent job. It was her first World Cup final, and she couldn't decide which horse to take. To take, she has also responsible. The other horse, and the, with both of them, he, she had some of the qualifications done during the winter time. And only two days before the final, to be honest, the trainer said, You should take Damon Hill, that's the horse for your future. And she did. And she said, I'm just very happy with him. It was our first World Cup final. It was the fourth time that this horse uh, uh, went through a freestyle. And they did a fantastic job, and I'm very, very sure. Let's have them another few months, and they will be up in the top. Well, fantastic. Well, it, it must have been a really wonderful competition anyway because of the big atmosphere and some of the best combinations in the world, of course, there. It, and how would you sum it up? How would you, how would you uh, finally sort of summar, summarize this, this World Cup in the context of other World Cups because you've done so many, Kim? Mm. How does this one compare? I don't really want to answer. Okay. <laughs> Put you <laughs> on the be spot. Honest, to be honest, <laughs> in my opinion, I really would prefer a final with one or two disciplines. Ah, too, really too much. Because you can yeah. concentrate. Yeah. And I am not too sure. Of course, it was excitement. It was an excellent organization. It was gigantic. Whatever word you say now. But you just can't concentrate on the on the uh, disciplines and I love to be concentrated on the sport and if you would have asked me with the other finals have you seen this one and this one I always could have said yes of course but I couldn't in Leipzig because you just couldn't do it mm -hmm. you couldn't watch everything and talk with everything the way you wanted to it was just too much just too, too much in my opinion one two disciplines that's okay you can can concentrate, you can love the sport, you can live the sport, but four, four disciplines, that yeah. is a lot, really. Yeah. And, but, but, uh, one more thing, maybe if we think about Leipzig, of course, they have fantastic conditions for the riders and horses, and they all loved it there, even if it was a little exciting here and there, and Volker Wolf, the organizer, said he would like to stay a World Cup station, a qualifier, the next years. But of course, as you know, we always have two in Germany. Yes. And I'm very sure Germany is not to get three World Cup stations. Yes. So now it's going to be very interesting how things are going on here in Germany. Because Wolf said he definitely wants to be one of the World Cup stations. And we have Neumünster yes. as the oldest station. Uh, Neumünster is station in the World Cup uh, since the very beginning, and we have Frankfurt, which is a very nice station as well, with the final of the World Cup uh, for the young riders and the final of the Nürnberger Bootpokal. So it's now going to be very interesting how things are going on here in Germany with the World Cup. You have so much to choose from. Did you watch the young riders? 
the young riders were just in in Frankfurt. They don't have stations. They have just the final in December in Frankfurt every year. Okay. For okay. four years, I four or five years now. I'm not very sure. Okay. All so, right. But well, it, that's every year. It's very very interesting, of course, and yeah. it's fantastic for them to be at World Cup stations with the 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 great ones and. I always thought that that is a very special mixture, mixture, and now we'll see how things are going on. Absolutely. Because of course we we cannot have three stations in Germany. That's <laughs> ridiculous. Not even for Germany, and that's coming from a German. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, we should mention that in the twenty-six year history of the FEI World Cup dressage uh, competition, that now makes eleven wins to. The Netherlands. So I'm sure Germany will want to turn this up a little bit and, uh, you know, just uh, make sure that they keep the balance there. That is always a, a friendly rivalry. It's like between Australia and New Zealand and it is between Germany and uh, the Netherlands. It's, uh, it's, it promises for a very exciting summer. Kim, where do you go next uh, to follow uh, Dressage? Where you, where's your next show? Oh, to be honest, I'll be uh, on Thursday in Hagen at the international show from Ulrich Kasselmann. Oh, yes. yes. And Hagen should have been the first uh, show for Totilas and Matthias Rath, but they had to cancel because Totilas is injured a little bit. Mm-hmm. He's okay now, but he's not fit enough for, for a show now. So I think this is going to be as well very interesting. Uh, the Hagen show is every year getting better and better as well. And then, of course, we'll have one after the other. Then we have an exciting weekend with Hamburg and München on the same time. We have the Pfingstini and Wiesbaden and then the German Championships. And, of course, then Rotterdam. And Rotterdam, of course, always popular. And that will be interesting to see how the uh, dressage unfolds with the, between the giants of dressage in Europe. Well, Kim, I want to thank you so much for spending this time with us to give us a, such a comprehensive report on the World Cup finals. It's always great to have you on the show. And, you know, we're going to touch base with you as the season, summer season unfolds because you're heading towards a European championship later <laughs> this year. So uh, we'll get your thoughts on that as we get closer to those championships. My pleasure. Thank you so much. Well, before I go, I want to remind you that you can follow all the results. We'll put a link for that for you to see the results in detail of the Reem Accra FEI World Cup finals on our website at uh, dressageradio.com, of course. And don't forget, you can check out all the links there and you can uh, find our Facebook fan page where you also you can leave comments and questions. You can follow me on Twitter at Chris E. Stafford or Horse Radio. And you can also send your comments and questions to me at Chris at horseradionetwork.com. Well, again, my thanks to Kim Krelling from Germany for giving us such a fantastic report on the World Cup finals. And thanks to all of you for joining me this week. I will be back, of course, same time, same place next week. So until then, thank you all for listening. (laughs) 